Welcome to LoveWise Relationship Radio, bringing you love stories, advice, and open conversations for finding and nurturing true and lasting love. More wisdom at TrishaBennett.com. I'm Trisha Bennett, a couples and family therapist in practice for over 30 years. On behalf of myself, my co-hosts, and all of our guests, welcome and enjoy. We design programs for single women who want to be happily, successfully married, and married women who want to stay that way. Welcome, everybody. This call is designed to help and support women. My name is Stephanie Summers, and I was married in June of 2015, and I'm definitely married because of doing this homework, like really, and because of the amazing married mentors that I have and still have to this day to support me. As a woman who has done the workshop and done the work, done the homework when it really wasn't pretty, and is now very happily married and successfully married, uh, this call is all about you being into action around the homework. So welcome. And I am here to support you in any way to make that happen. We begin with a reading that summarizes why we're here. And I found one that I don't think I've read in a while called The Search for Contentment. The search for contentment is not merely a self-preserving and self-benefiting act, but also a generous gift to the world. Clearing out all of your misery gets you out of the way. You cease being an obstacle not only to yourself, but to anyone else. Only then are you free to serve and enjoy others. That's from Elizabeth Gilbert from her book, Eat, Pray, Love. And that could not be more true. I was talking to a woman earlier today about a recent experience with her on a date with a man, and it made me think of the homework around cleaning out your closet, um, not just your physical closet, but your emotional closet. And she may share, but if not, we'll keep it anonymous. The man called her the day after they had a date and she saw that she had a missed call but no message. And I, she's like, you know, what should I do? And I said, I'm of the belief that if someone really wants me to call them back, they'll leave me a voicemail. Like if it's my husband or my mom, I'll usually call them back. But this was like after the first date. And I always say, don't play games. I played games for years. And just be authentic and be yourself. So I said, you know, I would reach out and would call him if you want to, because we set the tone, especially in the beginning. And if you want to set the tone that you want to be communicated through not texting and emailing, then call him and, you know, say, hey, I was doing so-and-so and I, I missed your call and I saw that you called, and but I didn't see a message. So I just wanted to, you know, just checking in with you. So that felt really good and authentic to her, and I, she did that, and it turns out her voicemail was full. So I said, you know, this is a le-, he, he was like, well, I tried to leave your voicemail, and your voicemail was full. And so it's a lesson in details, like where busy single women sometimes not realize, like this is a man who's trying to date you. So it's not about being wrong about anything. It's just like being aware of those details around a man that's trying to date you and if you haven't done it already, clear out your voicemail, like now. <laughs> so, again, it brought me back to clearing out our stuff, our emotional stuff, our physical stuff. Make sure you're creating the space for a man to date you. Because it comes back to the other homework. If you're too busy to date, then you're too busy to be married. 
or if you've got too much chaos and, and craziness in your life, both physically and, and emotionally, it's it's going to be harder for that for the right man to show up. So, um, so anyway, I, I liked that and I liked how it related to the work that we do here. So, being single for a lot of years, I I would often commit to many things and then not do them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not about judging where anyone's at. It's we're all where we're meant to be in our journey. And we're mm-hmm. all exactly where we're meant to be in the moment. So we're all in our place in our journey and, and we're all here to learn. And um, I often would commit to things saying that I'm going to do it and I didn't follow through and I didn't honor completing it or letting someone know if it was a commitment. But again, it's all going to reflect how badly you want to you want to have a life partner and how seriously that women take it because that's how we're going to show up in our marriage. You know that saying how you do anything is how you do everything. I truly believe that. So it's just a, a you know how we show up is a, is a lesson to learn if we're open to learning it. You know if if I if one woman can get the gift that I got from doing this work, then it's more than worth it. I am grateful for everyone that's here and, you know, to to make time for yourself and the the dreams that you that you want in your life. I used to be one of those women that would think it would just uh manifest on its own. It took me a long time to get that I, I had to manifest it. So does anyone want to share anything about their their past week, struggles, questions, successes? Anything else? I, I can um, I can speak. Um, my uh, little story from from the last week is that I just the other night, two nights ago, went on date number two with uh, the last of the whatever, however many men responded to my profile, and we get along so well in so many different ways. Um, it's really it's very good what's going on. Uh, we've had. It's easy to talk to each other. We have a lot in common. I'm just not feeling like hugely physically attracted to him. But, you know, my uh, little voice is saying, well, come on, you have just got to get to know this man better. <laughs> you can't decide anything now. There's Good too much you. to go. So that's sort of where things are going. It's a new experience for me. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm yeah. so glad that you're what do you think is making that little voice uh come out and say that to you? What do you think changed or shifted to have that happen? Well, I'm not on a college campus where I can just say no to one person and run into another person around the corner. <laughs> That's <laughs> honestly a part of it, but also, you know, I realize more about what I'm looking for in a partner. You know, and recognizing that this person seems to have a lot of that, it's worth getting to know him better and see how we see how we do together. And now that you've done your essentials, you can use that as a guide as well. That's right. It really helps. And I have not done my vision, so you know, I'm thinking, well, okay, if if things don't work out with him, and I work on my vision, maybe that'll help me somehow draw that in a little bit better. Um, so work on your vision, and, and you've got your essentials, so definitely use that as your, as a great guide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, your essentials are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. are. 
<laughs> so That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I always like to hear that. All right. Anybody else? We will move on to the next couple of points of the homework. The next one is kind of related to what I was mentioning at the beginning of the call around manifesting. It's so much easier said than done. The homework is around not waiting for happiness to find you, taking it with you wherever you go. And the context around that is, and I used to believe this very common myth, that finding the right relationship is what's going to make you happy. Like when I get the right man, I'll be happy. When I lose 20 pounds, I'll be happy. When I'm out of debt, I'll be happy. But around a relationship anyway, the, the truth is that the relationship will only make you happy if you're already happy. Happy people make happy partners. I know it sounds so simple, but it really, again, I learned it's just so much easier said than done in a lot of ways. So if you're a woman that knows who you are in the world and what makes you happy, women like that really exude joy and they attract similar people, right? So an unhappy woman, unhappy people in general, often they don't know really who they are and what truly makes them happy and they attract similar people. I I had a vicious cycle of that for years with the men that I would attract. So the action step, the homework, kind of ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you? Um, and, you know, obviously no 1 to 10 every day all the time. I'm certainly not. There's there's better days than others. Um, but the action step around this homework assignment is make sure that you're pursuing your truth and the things that make you happy every day. It's the only way that your partner will be able to find you. And this, again, I find so many of these tie in. This ties into um, the assignment around clearing out your schedule and only doing things that really light you up and fill you up and clearing your schedule of unnecessary commitments. So pursue your truth, the things that make you happy every day, because when you're doing that, you'll exude that to the world and especially to the right partner. Like what we were talking about earlier, like the woman whose voicemail was full, a man might see that as, well, she's too busy to even clear out her voicemail. How is she going to find time to date me? So, And and that's so not what this woman wanted to put out there, but it, it happened, right? It happened. So where we're at in life with things like that can really reflect who we are attracting or not attracting. Anyone have any insights on that or thoughts? I know for me, I find they all tie in so much. Like the married mentor I had that added an assignment for me, and told me that whenever I went to the grocery store, I had to wear high heels. Uh, but I did it. And it made me feel prettier and more confident. So I exuded something when I went to the freaking grocery store. And I'm telling you, it was bizarre. The way that men notice, it doesn't mean that I met the man of my dreams that way. It doesn't mean that I might have gotten looks from a man that I was like, ew, and I wouldn't go out with him. But so what? Like it, it, what it did for my psyche and my persona and my confidence level was amazing, like truly shifting how I was being in the world. And if it's not wearing nice shoes or heels for you, what is it that makes you happy, that is your truth, that you can pursue every day? That's the only way that the right man's going to be able to find you. So the next little tidbit is 
for the I'd rather exercise was probably the most powerful for me exercise of the workshop. I, I really broke down because I realized how my thinking was really holding me back and how I really felt like, you know, I, I saw why I was attracting the wrong kind of man because of what I believed about myself, which so was not the truth, but it's the tape I kept playing, right? The tape that plays, the person that drives the bus, however you want to look at it. I like to say, you know, that's my, my core limiting belief. It limits who I am in my core. And when I let that, that little bratty girl drive the bus, it's very pretty in a lot of ways. So, you know, try to say, okay, I see that you want to drive the bus, but how about you sit in the back and look at the scenery and just smile and look out the window and I'm going to drive the bus. The healthy, confident version of yourself is a lot, a lot better to let that woman drive the bus. And reading your I'd rather exercise every day really helps with that. So think about the story that you tell yourself every day that keeps you from having the relationship of your dreams. Because we all have one. We all have one. And sometimes we tell it to ourselves without even realizing it. The reason that keeps you from having the relationship of your dreams. If you want to do your I'd rather statement again. And then the thing that you most cherish about having that dream come true. Would you rather be right about A or B? And they're both just stories that we create, right? We get to decide each day which we would rather have be the truth. I'd personally rather have my goofy, wonderful husband who makes me laugh every day. And I come home tonight and he's cooked me dinner and we just laugh and, and have so much fun and joy than to believe that I'm too fat and not enough. That was how my I'd rather statement went. So if you haven't written it and you want to rewrite it or redo it and you want help with that, let me know. But if you have it, I really, really encourage you to read it every day because you're going to be right about whichever side of it you choose. You'll be right. Whichever one of A or B that you pick every day, that's where you're going to live. It's really powerful. If anyone remembers in the workshop, uh, Trisha saying your word determines your world about that whole swoosh, like whoosh thing when you do something and the universe knows that you mean business and things just shift around you. Like for me, like even something simple about what I wore to the grocery store instead of wearing my yoga pants and baseball hat and no makeup and sneakers, you know, actually dressing up a little. That's a whoosh. That's like, okay. You know, the universe is going, wow, she, she means business. So what this is around looking at what is your relationship to your word? Do you keep your word when you give your word or do you change your mind if you make it, make the decision too quickly or maybe something better comes along or because people relate to us by the way that we are around what we say we're going to do and whether or not we do it. Again, this ties into so many other homework assignments, but before you make any commitment, even if it's to go to lunch with someone or a phone call, really think carefully before you make any commitment. Ask yourself if you if I lose in that enthusiasm, you know, if, 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 will I follow through? If something better comes along, will I follow through? And if the answer is at all no, then consider the commitment. And really think about how you show up around your word. You know, like 22 women 
gave their word that they wanted to commit to a 12-week call series. And, and they didn't. And again, it's not about making anybody wrong or any judgment. It's just looking at where your word determines your world. Because, again, how you do anything is how you do everything. If you do that with a call series, if you do that with a commitment you make to another woman, if you do that in, in, around your job, you're doing it somewhere else, guaranteed. So you, it means you're going to do it in your relationship, in your marriage. It's going to show up somewhere else. It's just the way it works. And if you don't know how to say no ever, if you think about it, you're never really saying yes. If you're bagging out on your commitment, if you're not giving it your all to something that you've given your word to, you're really not saying yes to it after all. And the action step around this is around being on time. My old boss years ago, would he would say, being on time is late. Being early is on time. A few minutes early, that's on time. The action step around this homework assignment is to be on time. Five o'clock means five o'clock. No excuses, yes or no. It's that simple. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite but annoying things that someone would always say to me is, where else does it show up in your life? <laughs> so, you know, if you're always late, where else does it show up in your life? If you aren't keeping your word around your commitments, where else does it show up in your life? If you say, well, I kick ass at my job and I know that I do this, this, and this, but I'm not doing it here. So it's showing up somewhere else, whether it's relationships or or just your commitments in general. Because when you really, really embrace this concept, talk about a whoosh, like universe shifting. And again, this is around letting the universe know you mean business. My world literally shifted. Opportunities showed up. It's almost freaky when you really let the universe know that you mean business. The universe looks and sees how you're showing up. And opportunities will either present itself or show up in a way to maybe give you a lesson, right? I always believe in trying to look at any situation that might not have gone well and looking at it and saying, what could I have done differently? How could I have shown up differently? What could I learn that could have made this gone, you know, go differently? Because you can't fix or control how anyone else shows up, only yourself. And I know we all know this, but again, it's really sometimes easier said than done. Like it's a lesson I still get all the time. So anybody have anything to share around that, around practicing that in your daily life? Has it shifted things for you? What have you noticed? So in my work, you know, I have a private teaching practice and I really make it a point to, I mean, I don't want to be like a doctor's office where you go and yell your appointment's at 10, but you might be seen at 11. And so I just, the lesson starts at this, time and I am there and ready at that time, no question about it. So I'm thinking about, you know, does this show up in other areas? I guess I'd like to think it does, but I'll look harder at that. It totally does. Mm. Yeah, it's very satisfying work. I feel really lucky to have found it. Um, So just by the way, when I meet people, um, I, I can't tell them this is what I do because if they Google it, they'll they'll find me very easily. And then there's all my contact information, my address, everything else. So it's just very tricky when I, um, generally when I meet somebody, I'm sort of vague about describing it, which I don't like to be because I think that 
doesn't send a good message. And then just recently, I... So you mean like even if someone only knows your first name, they can just Google it? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and that just happened actually. I've been in contact with you about this um, guy I met. And, you know, for the first time, I said what it was. And, uh, you know, at the end of our time together, he didn't ask for my contact information. And then what he did was, you know, he Googled me and then he contacted me. So he seems like a great guy. I don't have any reason to suspect anything, but it's sort of weird to me to know that, okay, now he knows where I live and everything else. And I mean, I can find that out about him, but so I don't know if you have any recommendations for that. I mean, I know you feel comfortable with this man now, but I totally get it. And if it was kind of like a first date and you're not feeling it's okay. Again, all about being authentic and not playing games um, Mm -hmm. after many years of, of doing that. So and honesty, there's nothing wrong with honesty. And if a man doesn't like this, then I would say, oh, well, like you could say, you know what, I what I do is pretty specific and I'm pretty easy to find. And until I go on a few dates with a man, don't make it about that man because he'll take it personally. Until I go on a couple of dates with a man and until I feel more comfortable, I don't give out a lot of information, but I love what I do. I teach something that's pretty specialized that helps people with their health. And, and I love it. Uh-huh. You know, that's all. Yeah, you know, if you're if you come from that sort of confident place around it, any man who is also in the same kind of mindset should be like, oh, okay, I understand. And you mm-hmm. can even say, you know, I'm pretty easy to find once people know what I do. So I, I don't really give a lot of info on what I do until I've gone on a couple of dates with a man. Uh huh. Just 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 my rule. But I yeah, love yeah, what yeah. I do. It helps people be healthy and and embrace life. And and I absolutely. Totally love it. Uh-huh. That's so, great. Yeah, there's ways to, like, dance around that stuff and still sound like you're not making it be like, I don't trust you. I, you might be a freak, yeah. so I'm not telling you. You know, there's, right. there's ways to... <laughs> there's always ways to do that in a way that's not going to make him feel wrong. Right. That's That was always my problem, thinking I'm really yeah. saying to him, I don't trust you, so I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. tell you. Hmm. And one of the things we talked about last week around sex, right? Don't have sex with a man until you trust him. It's okay to not trust him yet. But as you're getting Mm -hmm. to know a man after a couple of dates, you should have an idea how you're feeling. If you're feeling good, like, wow, really digging this man and I want to get to know him better. It doesn't mean you fully trust him. Mm -hmm. It means things are looking good and you know that it's looking good and it's feeling like, oh, this is on the right road of, of my essentials and my vision and and I want to keep getting to know this man. And, and again, the only way that we keep getting to know him is by revealing things about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we have to be the ones to be vulnerable and take risks and reveal to find out if that man fits in with our vision and who we are. Because as you reveal that stuff, he's either going to keep showing up or he's going to go away. And that will yeah. tell you everything you need to know. And I always say if he goes away, that's a gift. That's great. Uh-huh. Why would you want someone who's trying to make his round self fit into your square vision, right? You don't. You want it to fit. And and if it's right, then it does fit and it flows and it's easy. Mm. And you'll feel that. You know, when people say, you just know, I never understood that until I started dating that. Mm. But it's true. It's true. It flows. It's easy. It doesn't feel difficult. Not that there aren't Mm. struggles and questions, but it feels really easy. 
And Mm. saying that kind of thing, like especially about your job, saying that kind of thing doesn't feel like a struggle. It won't feel like you're being weird or inauthentic. You're just being who you are and you're stating your boundaries really clearly. Mm. And if he's on the same page, he'd be like, okay, I get that. That's cool. It's great that you love what you do. And as I get to know this woman tomorrow, I'll find out more. Uh-huh. I wouldn't want a man finding out where, where I live either. Yeah. You know, one date in. I'm an internet sleuth, and as soon as I knew a man, yeah. the name or anything, I would I would Google exactly. him, and I, yeah. I highly recommend any any woman do that. Yeah. You know, see see if what he tells you is true. I mean, everyone does it. We don't know. It's like the unspoken thing. We all do it. So that's not mm. doesn't make any of us weird. You know, we all mm. do it. We want to see if you have Facebook. You know, see if you can find them on Facebook. See if they have a public profile. Mm. See what they post. You know, we all do that. Mm. They have a lot of friends. They look like ex girlfriends. <laughs> Anything yeah. you can find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also want to say in a general way, this may be a little off track, but I've um, only seen this guy twice, but I've been appreciating how much I've learned from Be More You, and it seems so, um, it's not that it seems abstract, but it's it's like how else, what else can you possibly do to make yourself ready for a relationship? When you're not in a relationship, you sort of can't imagine it, and it's, you know, you, I know how my life is, but it's sort of like I can't imagine to get uh, to get ourselves ready in so many of these practical ways is incredible, and I'm feeling it even just with the possibility of this guy. Like, it's, you know, invaluable, not just tools, but it's just made me appreciate how, how helpful the homework is that it's really preparing us in a in a very powerful way so awesome i'm so happy to hear that it really does you have to believe it and you have to stay positive even when it doesn't feel easy because i know for me the most growth i experience the most growth when it's uncomfortable when it's something that i don't want to do or don't want to look at or don't want to embrace, the two words that I struggle with the most are discipline and surrender. And the women Mm. that supported me through this journey, oh, did they know that. Mm. Um, But those are two things that you have to do to to be married if it's it's, it's about letting go of your old beliefs and ways. And once you're married, like I, I didn't get until one of my married mentors told me, this is not all about you. You have another person to consider now. And, you know, 40-something years of being single, it was me, me, me. I did what I wanted to, when I wanted, however much I wanted, spent how much I wanted. I didn't have to consider another person. And it sounds selfish, but that's where I was. I mean, and it wasn't like I was trying to be like, I don't need anybody. I can do what I want. I wasn't saying that out loud, but it was just kind of ingrained. Like, I didn't even get, what do you mean I have to consider his feelings? I get to say how it goes. It gets to be my way. Mm. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Mm. the payoff doing this work now oh my gosh it makes it so much easier when you Mm. are in the relationship and in the marriage I can't even tell you how much easier it makes it once you're already there by doing it now and embracing it and embracing the the discipline and the sacrifice and those other words that I hate (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm. But I am super excited for you. This 
I like the sound of this man from what you oh, told Oh, good. Me. Mm. Well, I so appreciate your help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem. It's it's exciting. Like, I hear you yeah. know, women, like, we have this date and second date, and I'm like, tell me what happened the last time. I get more excited. <laughs> I just get very excited. It's just awesome. And, again, I, I feel like I was there 10 minutes ago, like Trisha says. Mm. <laughs> I was single 10 minutes ago. Mm. This March is the five-year anniversary of Matt and I's first date. For me, my longest relationship was like six months. Mm. And this March, I will have been with the same man for five years, which is mind-blowing mm. to me, I, which is successful. Mm. Like, I feel successful. But it's like, wow, wow, feels really good. Yeah. That success feels really good. So. It's not impossible, and like I said, doing the work in your life now it will make it so much easier to handle a lot of these scenarios uh, once you're married. Mm. Awesome sauce, and please keep me posted. Call me whenever because I, I want to know what happens. With, Thank you. Uh, Sam. To have your support was in- incredible to me. So, yeah. Thank you. It's an honor. Oh, thanks. Uh, again, I feel like I was there 10 minutes ago, so like, mm. literally. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, we have like three minutes left. So we are going to close our call with another reading. Uh, before we do that, I just want to say the next time that we talk, it will be 2017. So please, please do whatever makes you happy, ringing in the new year, and just embrace it and Thank you for being here and taking this hour to focus on you and your dreams and whatever it it took for you to be here tonight. So thank you, thank you. I would like to close by reading, Toll One is Committed, going into this new year, new commitments. Does anyone have it and can read it? I do. Awesome. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness, Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. The moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings, in other words, dates, and material assistance, which no man could have dreamed would have come his way. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now by Johann Wolfgang van Goethe. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy, enjoy. Ringing in the new year and think about because I just like to push women, you know, one or two homework assignments that you can ring in the new year with because fortune and love favor the brave. So have a great new year. Bye. Happy new year, everybody. Well, that's it for this episode. We just like to let you know that our goal is to make this podcast available to every woman anywhere in the world. We'd love for you to think about your world and the women in it and to know that inviting other women to join you here will not only change their lives, but yours as well. We thank you for joining the conversation and hope that you've been inspired. For access to more about our programs and publications, please visit trishabennett.com. If you're a married woman with a great love story that you'd like to share here, 
please let us know by messaging us at our contact page. Until next time, thanks for listening, and we wish you love.